0: How's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host as always Dave. How's it going tonight Dave? It's going great because I am joined by my friend as always
1: Ian! Hey, thanks for having me guys.
0: That's a very neutral and non-offensive, like, intro after being called out as
1: Ian,
0: like that. I was like, I've never heard anyone stress your name like that, and it sounded weird.
1: Oh, no, it was actually pretty familiar. My mother always used to refer to me in a very similar tone of voice. I actually found it very eerie to hear it coming out of Dave.
2: Ah, yeah. I've been meaning to tell you this, um... (laughs) Oh no. I'm your mom. <laughs>
3: oh, that's so much better than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's the subversion. They're going I will for. say I think I have you in my phone or on Discord or something, but I will commonly refer to you as just Ean, E E N. But mm-hmm. like like it's said aggressively
0: like Ean.
3: <laughs>
0: right. It's uh it's just a call out efficiency, really, right? Go down to one syllable instead of two. Yeah, we oh, don't yeah. need so many syllables. that's why I'm I'm Dave and not David. That's why Jake's mm-hmm. Jake instead
2: of Jacobithy or something? Like, Yeah, that's the... It's just easier to have it short.
3: It's tongue. actually
1: funny you say that, because every time I pull up my Steam, I realize that I've only renamed one person in Steam. It's Jake.
3: Uh, <laughs> I changed
1: his Steam name to Jacoby something like 10 years ago, and I couldn't <laughs> even tell you how to undo it if I had to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have dang near everyone aliased in Steam, because we had, um... Uh... Like land party events, people would change their names all the time, and I yeah. actually realized. So, actually, I don't know if I should say that. Maybe I'm gonna say it anyways. <clears throat> Who cares? As long we, as, we as can it's take it not personal information. I think you it's could. not personal information. Well, but we had this thing again. Like most of our friend group, I think, are mostly pretty liberal. Um, this is important backstory because we had like a TF2 game where we were kind of going back and forth, like making fun of Democrats. And at one point my Steam name again, this looks really bad out of context, was a dim is just a worse pedo. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized like Again, I vote Democrat, so
3: <laughs> they're
0: they're my people. It's okay. We can use that word. No. Oh? Um uh but I realized that uh I didn't want that on my alias list forever because Steam will show you if you look at someone's mm-hmm. like aliases yep. what they had in the past, and at some point they actually added the ability to clear it. And there's a disclaimer like, "Hey, if you clear this, I mean, some people might not be able to find you." And I'm like, "Okay,
1: immediately <laughs> <laughs> Going off grid.
0: Uh huh. What
2: I thought was uh wholesome once, like, so like I've been playing Dota 2 for a very long time. I remember at some point I like got in with like a community and whatever. And some of those, like, people who I play with, like, early on, I didn't play for, like, with a, for, like, a very long time. Um, just kind of other people kind of falling in and out of the group and whatnot. But there was one time where, like, we were on Discord kind of, like, reminiscing about some older days of Dota and some people we used to play with. Um, and then somebody who, like, I play with frequently uh, realized that I was the person from, like, five years ago, but I just had a different <laughs> Steam name. And they're like, that was you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, it, it it can happen where you kind of get lost in the sauce. There are people mm-hmm. who like I don't have alias. I don't know who they are. I added yeah. them at some point. Maybe they were like a, a work thing or like a friend of a friend, and now I'm just like I just don't play games with that person. I
3: think I
0: go ahead.
1: The the only story I can think of of like aliasing on Steam, uh I think you might have both of you might have been there. This was ACM I couldn't even tell you what year of college. Mm -hmm. I just remember we were having a small LAN party where we put aimbots on our computers, played CSGO, and all changed our name to Gary Oak. (laughs) And then just let the computer shoot people to death and make them angry with burner accounts.
0: Yeah.
1: It might not have even been CSGO, actually. It might have been pre-CSGO.
0: Yeah, I'm almost wondering what would have been that like Modern Warfare four or something like
1: i thought call of duty 4 but
0: maybe i could be wrong
1: uh military shooters are definitely not my thing
0: yeah and this was probably before my time i don't know why i'm chiming in here because i don't remember this at all
1: oh i distinctly (laughs) Um, remember zach at least
0: yeah i mean zach rotated out more before i got involved with acm Mm. but but yeah, it's, I think Steam has two features for that. They have both, like, full aliases where you rename someone, and then you can also tag someone. And I do have a couple people tagged. And, again, they're basically Dota people that, I like, I never talked to again. And I added someone as a friend after a game. Dave's pointing at himself. It's not actually Dave. But... Uh, I have tagged it to this day whatever his name is it, it changes whatever I, I I I see that but he's tagged as nice guy good mid
1: <laughs> <laughs> And that is what the internet experience in MOBA's boils down to what is your utility to me um uh-huh. well he's a good mid <laughs> yeah. well, Put that friendly. on his tombstone
2: nice for some polite conversation about the weather and what's and what's happening
0: Mhm and I also just if you to, need an early ganker.
3: He's good for that, yes. uh,
1: I wanted to go on record here uh, that in the event of my untimely death before Jake, uh, hmm. that I want whatever Jake has listed for me as my Steam alias to be what is on my tombstone.
2: Gotcha. So, right, so I think I have, are you doing that blind? Like you don't know what it is Oh, currently? I have no
1: idea. I just have confidence in him.
2: Gotcha.
0: Oh. So I have you, I actually have you as Ian Prime, which is not the worst alias.
1: Is so much better than anything that normally would have been on it. My last name's nothing.
0: <laughs> it's because I know two Ians, and so I needed to differentiate.
1: <laughs> well, this is I, the primary. I approve of leading the Autobots, and I will lead with <laughs> victory and nobility.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, but what's mine, of the have Autobots to ask now? Okay, you go ahead. I'll I'll save I'm gonna save my segue. Speaking of the audio bots, deferred. I'll throw that in later in the episode and then jump off.
1: So no. Dave was asking you, what is his name in your Steam?
0: I think he's just Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Most people have well, I don't know multiple Dave's on Steam. Editor, can you put in a sound effect of me taking off my headset and fucking (laughs) off? Thank you. (laughs) I'll just mute you, everything you say for the rest of the episode. Ian, (laughs) we need to pretend (laughs) that he's not saying anything. (laughs) Just Dave. Uh It's very, uh, it's a good call-out. There's actually, there's there's some theory to that, though, right? Like, in a small group game, I think single-syllable call-outs are nice, because you can be like Dave, Rush B, whatever the crap. I don't know why I picked Counter-Strike. Probably because we don't play games with callouts. Um, but I think in a larger group game, two syllables is better. Because that can help it like identify. Like, hey, did I mishear that? Would they say some other word? No, it's it's correct. This is specifically for me.
1: Right, it's got built-in error correction.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This Does is part, part of optimizing what... the fun out. <laughs> when we've done um, anything with Destiny 2... People come up with the dumbest stuff for like what should be very simple, um, and I'm always amused by that, and then immediately frustrated, but initially amused. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, Um, speaking of Destiny, so I know you don't have the, the latest dungeon access because you didn't pony up the Bungie Fun Bucks. Mm-mm.
0: We did talk uh, about it in, in, on the podcast, though. Good. And it's, it, is, it is too much money for a single pass. It's like 20 bucks.
1: Oh yeah. Just with um, the dungeon. But what I was getting into was that Jake and I did it with our friend Landon. Mm. And you. it's funny that you mentioned dumb Destiny callouts, because guess what? This dungeon has them. Uh-huh. So there's Jake looking up someone's infographic they made years ago about how to, I guess, universally identify some of these symbols. And we're sitting here trying to remember it while we have it on the other monitor, and it's me who can't do two things at once and Landon who can do two things at once, but not if one of those things is reading. Right. So mm-hmm. it all went down from there.
0: It was it was kind of a... Uh, I mean, there's different tiers of how bad the symbol call us are in Destiny. Last Wish is the worst.
1: Oh my god. Um, Intentionally everything's, bad design.
0: Everything's some variation of fish or dragon or whatever. Um, It's like... And you would meet with a different group and it's like, no, no, it's not infinity fish. That's eight fish, obviously. Or like, whatever the crap. Uh we we abandoned all of that for the call-outs on this one. They were literally numbered. This is symbol one. <laughs> Regardless of what it looks like, it doesn't matter. You're not interpreting this like it's an ink blot a Rorschach test. That's symbol three. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I don't care if it has, hmm. honest to God, numeral for four on it. It is listed as number seven in the list, and you will refer to it as thus.
2: Uh Uh-huh. That would boggle my brain so much. Because anytime you have... So even, like, from, like, a a coding standpoint, right? If you have, like, an enumeration of something or, like, IDs that map to something else, if I just say, like, oh, they have access level ID two, you're like, what does two mean? So you now have to immediately look to something else... Uh, and so, like, the name alone doesn't help. Because um, now you still have to cross-reference to, like, two
0: on the other monitor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I th- I think friendly names are better, but this was also a dungeon. It wasn't a raid. So, uh, we- we'll say that. And then, like, the next raid that comes out is going to use the same symbols. And we'll be like, okay, we're screwed. <laughs> but um I think, d- despite what Ian said... Taking the time to look it up and just saying, oh, this is number three or number two on a side monitor or something. That's fine. Sorry, console peasants. Uh, (laughs) Our approach is not for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I keep suggesting Destiny to my buddy Scotty. And he's a new PC gamer. And I'm like, hey, Scott, let's play Destiny sometime. Mm-hmm. And then I recognize all the things that I use to play Destiny that make it a playable experience, such as Dim on the other monitor and Discord on the other monitor, and all the other utilities on other monitors. And I'm like, oh, I don't think Scott's gonna have much help luck with this with a this single-ass monitor.
2: Mm-hmm. And then having to go through all
0: the tutorial stuff. Uh huh. All of the tutorial stuff. It's not I don't think it's as bad now cuz they changed it and this is like the chosen of the traveler tutorial thing. I did it actually cuz mm-hmm. um I I had one fragment that I couldn't unlock and I was like why can I not unlock this? So I like went back and did the entire tutorial to try to get it. Um and I think I did. I think that was literally the reason like I, I think that's how I got it. Um but That was not supposed to be necessary. (laughs) Other people could apparently just unlock it whenever they wanted with money. But I had to do the whole tutorial to get it. It was fine. It's better than it used to be. And it's not like... For what it was. The Red War. I don't miss those days.
1: Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I miss all the old content. I'm kind of... It's a bummer that they vaulted it. But... Mm. I kind of get it. The game's barely holding on anymore.
0: They kind of have a... it's a trick from also the perspective of bringing players into the game right because it's a difference in ideology if you were to contrast this to something like Final Fantasy 14 which is like you start at the same spot today as basically the people who started the game as soon as it launched as a realm reborn and you have to go through all of the content and all of the expansions to get to the areas towards the end unless you literally buy a skip like yeah literally skip all the quests but if you're doing that you're literally not playing the game so it's it's kind of not the point um and then destiny was like well the red wars technically already happened so we're putting people through the past unless people are like oh, like time travelers as part of their power set maybe we should change it which makes sense
2: why can't they just have it be kind of i guess all sections are open i say sections like it's just broken out that way uh but basically, like, if you were to start Final Fantasy XIV now, you mm-hmm. could do the current content. Um, I mean, depending on how it's leveled, uh, is it scaled at all, or like balanced per no. thing, or is it like, oh, that's
0: a level seventy thing? That's the other factor. Is an I mean, if area it's a dungeon? Would be in, can... Here's the level seventy area. Okay, and dungeons only level down. So right, that makes sense. Yeah, you'll sink down to be appropriate for the dungeon, but.
1: I think that was my big problem with Final Fantasy is because I jumped into it when Shadowbringers came out. Want to say? Uh,
0: yes, that's correct. Yeah. I remember because I was like, you need to play this expansion. And you were like right before that and you were pushing through one that kind of sucked. Oh, uh, I think it was it Stormblood. Uh, Stormblood, yeah. Mm-hmm. As, the, <laughs> as the podcast topic becomes le- less and less <laughs> perceivable to everyone listening, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, sh- long story short, after sprinting through six years of Final Fantasy content mm-hmm. to get to the exciting expansion that everyone told me I had to play, I stopped playing as yeah. I got to it. you got to
2: watch this show, man. you got to watch it. Season 7, uh-huh. mind-blowing. First six seasons, kind of rough, but Season
0: 7, once you have the backstory, oh my god. Instead of the three-episode test, it's the three-season test. Yeah, it's hard to have somebody
2: buy in that much because it's it's a fucking time commitment. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot easier if you have people who are like, "Oh, I'll also level up a character with you and go through all that stuff with you." Um, yeah. But if it's like, "Hey, you should play this game by yourself for forty hours and then come talk to me," it's mm-hmm. like,
1: eh. and forty hours is like a small buy in. And I know of <laughs> on an MMO, that's, like, yeah. that's easy. That's stuff. not that's terrible. A, that's a week or two.
0: They literally had at one point they changed the early, the Realm Reborn quest line because it was so boring.
1: I remember that. What they do? do?
0: Do you remember? Do you remember any particular quest that stood out as like the most tedious thing?
1: Nothing. If jumps, not, I have one. I'm really, really gonna one me. though. I just remember because, of course, they made the change after I crossed over that yes. hump and I was yeah. in later content.
0: Uh huh. The really repetitive task that I remember they took out because it was so egregious was like, go get a bucket, go to the well, fill the bucket, take the bucket of water somewhere else, go back to the well with the bucket. It was like, this is an MMO design nonsense. And they're like, yeah, no, (laughs) we're not going to do that. And then they also changed um, uh, uh, like gateway dungeon Mm -hmm. that was really long. Um, so that it didn't take a full group of people anymore. But, well, you know what they say about gateway dungeons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just leads to more dungeons. It's true. We can't talk about Diablo. I mean, Ian, Ian can't can't jump in that conversation. I, I have like the to Diablo. all lady.
1: about Diablo. All I know about <laughs> Diablo is Deckard Kane. Literally, the only thing I know about Diablo is Deckard Kane. And just yeah, his di- name. Yeah,
2: they are the same person. Diablo is Deckard Kane.
1: Oh shoot! I'm, I'm on the ball. i knew more than i thought yeah
0: but now it's uh we we mentioned beforehand in part of our initial discussion that there were some other bungie news that came out recently was we obviously had our impressions for it came out of the playstation i think we mentioned marathon dropped but what were what were your impressions of the bungie announcements and how you feel things are going
1: I mean, if we're talking, like, the the Destiny stuff, they released a trailer for the final shape, mm-hmm. Uh or not even really a trailer, I guess it was a trailer, Uh but with a tagline to come view their show in August sometime, when they're going to do their big, I guess you're going to say year in advance of what's going on. And, you know, that's exciting, it gets me hype, as someone that plays a lot of Destiny,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's a good job of uh keeping it on top of my mind, doing the marketing thing right. Right. Um, It does feel like they hit their, hey, we had a bad expansion, slam on the emergency button uh, to Mm. gain player engagement again. Uh, But I'm actually more excited for Marathon, I think. Um, Really? Well, I think that the Destiny well has run dry with my friends, and I don't think I could pull any more people to this well any harder. But if it's a new IP, I could be like, hey guys, this is new Bungie stuff, not the old Bungie stuff. Come try this. And I might be able to catch a few more people.
2: So, outside of name alone, what kind of catches your interest about the the Marathon trailer, or what they've released about it so far?
1: Uh, For me, at least, artistically, it was beautiful. I mean... Mm, Agreed. I'm always on the hunt for any games. Like, the older I get, the more I care about art style and aesthetic. Like, it just seems to me that a lot of games are looking real similar to each other nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, anytime I see something with, like, a gimmick or, you know, an art style that I really like. Um Of course, now that I'm trying to think about it, I'm unable to. Tunic, actually, in the last few months. Tunic was fantastic, recommended to me by my friend David Brat. Uh <laughs> But, I played the hell out of Tunic and enjoyed it because of its art style, primarily. And Marathon, the trailer at least looked fantastic with big pop out colors and such.
0: You know what it reminded me of? Two, two, two touchstone games. I think the first is basically Mirror's Edge, because like the high contrast colors. Um, and then the other thought I had was like, this looks kind of like a a realistic Splatoon.
3: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> like, with yeah, the paint I see. Everywhere.
2: I mean, there were a lot of paint aspects to it. I like anything that is that stylized versus uh, when they go for that militaristic realism everything's kind of like drab. Like you can still make it look good um, but it doesn't stand out in the same way.
1: Yeah I was raised in kind of a how do I put this? My mom was terrified of guns and didn't like the military so I wasn't allowed to enjoy guns or military things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I remember distinctly having to convince her to let me buy Super Smash Brothers, and when she asked me if there's a gun in it, I'm like, there's a ray gun, and that was almost a no-go. Wow. I was like, yeah, Fox and Cloud is a gun. Is it a real gun? No, Mom, it's a energy gun. It shoots pew-pews. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so, I-, I guess that my tastes were shaped around that, so military shooters never appealed to me. I don't think I've ever played more than 20 minutes of a Call of Duty game. Mm -hmm. and the 20 minutes i do remember playing i was losing really bad and not having fun
0: i think that there is there's one experience for call of duty that i pretty much recommend to people and it's very very specific so much that i don't actually recommend it to people and it was the co-op mission in modern warfare 4 where you had two players, they were co-op missions with one person on the ground, making their way across like this farmland area to like extraction, and the other person was in an AC-130 with either black hot or white hot toggleable vision, and you were just obliterating everybody along the path. Um, glorious fun for the person in the AC-130,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that has that doesn't have much to do with like an actual shooter. It's just a power trip.
1: It's like, do you remember any of those games that had like tower defense segments where you got to be the tower and you had to mow down all the enemies and defend the civilian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, one of us gets to play as the gun, and the other person gets to be the civilian. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: huh. It's it's kind of also like uh like fear uh the fourth game? third third game I can't remember whichever one it had Lee speak in the name. One of them play you play is co op also. One of the guys plays as Point Man who can, like, do bullet time. And the other guy gets psychic powers, can, like, possess people and make (laughs) them explode and stuff. And it's like, yeah. Jake, let me
2: play the psychic man for that one. Mm -hmm. He's like, we should play Fear 3. I'm like, tell me about it. And he's like, you'll play the fun character. I've already played through this. I'm like, okay. And to be (laughs) fair, psychic powers is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Back to Marathon, though, for a second. I know we drift sometimes in, in the podcast. Yeah. How do both of you guys feel? I guess I'll start with Dave and then go to Ian, since you you, you jumped first, Ian. Uh, how do you feel about the fact it's an extraction shooter? Because we do know that's the genre. Shit. All
3: right, I don't, back to I Ian. Don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
2: at least for how Marathon's been described to me and for like what I've seen from Mandalore's videos over the years... It really has like a core theming identity for like you're a solo person uh trying to rectify this larger situation uh yeah. with like you know grave stakes at hand, and then and it's like AI. yeah, like things are going on like it has an actual deep interesting story, and then they're like, okay, so you and your buddies go in like I played mm-hmm. extraction shooters like this, um, and like they're fine, but i'm really skeptical about how they're going to tie that in with Marathon make it Mm -hmm. interesting. I think they said from one of the trailers they're like and people kind of figure out how to unlock the next area and I'm like okay so it's like a seasonal thing where you don't really plan out anything outside of the first one and then you're like oh we'll get to the second one. Oh somebody found the magical berry. Nice. You've unlocked level 2. But It's a weird thing where you have all of these players kind of simultaneously experiencing story either weekly or seasonally or however they release it versus mm. here's your standalone game.
1: So you're thinking that there's gonna be like a dissonance or a disconnect between like this is the story that Marathon's trying to tell because it's got the lore, it's got the all the events, all the parts of a story, versus, well me and the boys just loaded in and now we're gonna go around shooting people and blowing up cars for twenty minutes because we don't have anything better to do.
2: Kind of, yeah. yeah. But you're also, like, injecting more players than just a one. hmm
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It, I would say it's interesting. Uh, I mean, Bungie at least seems to have gotten a seasonal model they like with Destiny. Um, it's interesting. I didn't even think that they might be trying to do something like that with Marathon, but now that you've brought it up, it seems inevitable that mm-hmm. what makes them money on one platform, they're going to port to the other one. I'm interested to see if it's gonna flop or if they're gonna make it fly.
0: Yeah, I think like my take on it is I agree with all of pretty much all of your guys' points. That's it. That's my take. No, um <laughs> This is a
1: great uh, podcast. Everyone agrees with me. <laughs> you guys you guys can't see
2: on the video, but uh we're standing in a triangle perfectly and just holding each other's hands. It's great. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Why did I think you were going to say we were holding him at gunpoint? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had one guest disagree with us once. They're not a guest anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, in some way, it's, like, it's, it's kind of cynical. But, well, one, I'm not a huge fan of the fact that it's live service because Marathon was basically doomed for Max. That's the easiest way to describe it. It was doomed for Max, but it had a story. There you go. Um, and so that's a big shift but the other thing is like, I mean, it's almost an upside and this is the cynical part. Like Bungie kind of does the periodic storytelling thing already for destiny. And so this isn't a big shift for them to say like, Hey, foreground is going to be gameplay background. We're going to be dropping little hints and mysteries and stuff like that. And we're not going to really be giving you the answers for what's going on in Tau Ceti, which is the system that takes place. Um, so they might be a little bit better suited for that. The other upside is Destiny has really good gunplay. Um so as an extraction shooter, they might actually be able to complete compete with like Warzone, which is the other one I've played more recently. Um and I'm also just way more interested in sci-fi than modern military mm-hmm. for the same reasons. Ian's mom discouraged it. So
1: Yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. keep those guns out of, you know, young minds. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, if this
0: was a single player or like a co-op type game, I mean, I would probably appreciate it a little bit more. That might not that might not be true, though. I don't play that many shooters. So who's to say? Uh,
1: I think I, it's interesting that Destiny and Bungie, by association, has decided to try and avoid the problem they've run into over the last 10 years in Destiny of how do we balance PvP and PvE and they're like, you know what? We're going to run head straight into this problem and make an extraction shooter that involves elements of both at the same time.
2: Let them
0: fight it out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is kind of, I I, I do hope not too much of this is flavor of the month, right? Because sometimes I know this happens in game development where someone's like, we have a great idea for a really cool game. And then a producer or someone is like, make it live service or make it this genre, right? It's gotta be an MMO. It's gotta have zombies in it. It's gotta, you know, whatever. Um, and that can kind of distort the vision. I hope that's not the case, but marathon is so old. Like I was three years old. I think when the first marathon game came out that I suspect they might've had time to work through some of those creative differences before they actually came back to it. um, Like this was before they worked on Bungie and the, the destiny game name was first mentioned in the final line of the final game of the marathon series. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it it basically without any context, you guys can go look it up, but it's just like you are our destiny or something like Uh, that. And then many, many years past they released destiny. Um, but Bungie loves to do that. They just the, the, they put the little poisonous uh, like art or uh, term or something like that in one of their other games, and they're like, we're coming back to this.
1: Uh, not only that, I'm pretty sure Bungie shares the same sort of uh, vocabulary strategy that Square Enix uses for the Kingdom Hearts game. They have a word cloud of basically a bunch of different words that they like to use, and then they just throw darts at it every time they need a noun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something about memories and friends <laughs> yeah, and the shape. darkness. Darkness oh, wait,
2: is love.
0: <laughs>
1: Hold on.
3: This,
0: this sounds like a different game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that. Um, But we'll see, I guess. It, it, it could have a much worse first impression. I'll, I'll put it at least that way. So the fact that they use Justice in the trailer...
2: Yeah. makes me interested to watch another trailer they get they <laughs> you get just want to listen to justice yeah. it's a good song <laughs> it's so good what's mm-hmm. i think we already talked about this uh, a couple weeks back but like when i was watching john wick 4 and then they had justice come on i'm like are they just popping off now they're in everything again um mm-hmm. but i'm happy for them <laughs> i hope they're getting more royalties <laughs> on songs yeah. that are now i guess decently old
0: yeah, I think uh I think I think they probably are. Um anything else? I mean there's been a lot of game shows and announcements and things like that. Anything else that came out that you guys were really interested in? Maybe we could discuss or cover, find conflicting viewpoints, break the break the triangle. I'm gonna throw Ian under the bus real quick because I wanna know his
2: opinion or at least let's say first impressions on the trailer for Lies of P.
1: I was actually, well, we really do share one brain cell cuz I was going to bring up well Dave and I was watching the show and we saw the trailer for The Lies of B. Um I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. Uh I've seen people call it Bloodborne at home. Like we've got Bloodborne <laughs> at home. This is Bloodborne at home. But considering we're not getting any more Bloodborne, I'll take Bloodborne at home. it's definitely nailed art style and visual which are like i said earlier two of my favorite things uh what do you think i see dave grimacing at me
2: i was just trying to yawn in a uh, comedic fashion um i think it looks good from what they've shown in trailers i think it will do better than the french one and if you're saying the french one exactly it didn't land that well um I think it was called something steel.
1: Oh, I've there's wow. like a the French
2: revolution
0: also a bit uh animatronic. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's not like steel rising or anything like that. It's a completely different. There's too many games with the name steel in them. Blue steel. Um, but yeah, it, it
2: looks good. I played a little bit of the demo cause that came out um, when they showed the trailer. I wasn't overly impressed by it at this point um but it also is still early so they they do have time to tweak and change things um but i'm, I'm hearing good things as far as reviews go because if i ever hop on like twitch or youtube people are like this is the best game ever or at least that's what their tagline says
1: uh, i mean i downloaded the demo i didn't get around to playing it yet uh what kind of things weren't you gelling with in the demo like technical problems or like do you think gameplay decisions
2: uh, nothing technical from my end uh, I wasn't entirely sold on the movement granted I did pick like your heavier starting weapon um, but it didn't feel super smooth for me to like you know how you can like cancel certain animations or like oh these are when I get frames to do another action or roll or reposition or take a health item mm-hmm. stuff like that it just didn't feel super cohesive also I Want to preface, I didn't spend too much time in it, maybe about 40 minutes, so very much just ver- first impressions. Um So it just felt kind of clunky, to me at least, uh, but maybe I just need to get more of a feel for that flow. I will say getting into Bloodborne at the time when I did definitely was an adjustment compared to
0: growing up on Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, man. But that's, that's because Bloodborne actually handles, like, what you're describing, like, not having the ability to cancel out and things like that. Bloodborne nails that. And that's the reason some people yes. play Bloodborne and they cannot play Souls games is because Bloodborne lets you cancel out of, like, dang near everything. And that's why it feels so fast.
1: I mean, that's the case with the big FromSoft um, franchises, excluding the giant mech one now. Is It's like, if you lock someone who loves Dark Souls, someone that loves Bloodborne, and someone that loves Sekiro in the room together, they're going to argue with each other over which one feels better. Because mm-hmm. they're all just so radically different.
0: Like, which is crazy, right? Like, reviewers are like, oh, it's a Dark Souls-like game or whatever. And we have a podcast, admittedly, maybe Dark Souls-related in some ways. And we're just like, these are completely different games. What are you talking about?
1: I, when I got Sekiro, I banged my head on the opening segment for like two hours like it was an embarrassing amount of time like journalist plays cuphead levels of frustration Mm -hmm. as i just keep dying to the same person because i'm like i'll just block everything and the game's like no you're not you're gonna die that way you're gonna play the game we want you to play or you're gonna return it on steam
0: and then you realize the game actually continues if Genichiro cuts your arm off and you're like, ah, <laughs> oops. <laughs> shouldn't have reset so many times.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I do really need to play through Sekiro again. The game's great.
0: It's, it's amazing. Uh,
1: although, since we've kind of pivoted on the FromSoft thing, how are people feeling about any of the Armored Core news coming out?
2: I'm not up to date if there's been more news since um, the official trailer they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, for Fires of Rubicon I will say it looks interesting I mean visually Mm. just mm, amazing no way my computer will be able to run that shit uh, until I upgrade (laughs) my graphics card Um, maybe I get on PS4 I doubt they would have it but I watched a lot of Vadi stuff about playing through the older games and some of the lore and I'm kind of Mm. like interested now Um, mainly for like the mech customization um i guess kind of treating that like builds in dark souls and just experimenting for like something i really have no basis or context for um but yeah maybe it could be something i'd be into i will say watching some older gameplay though it doesn't feel like my bag didn't you didn't you like or play was it shogo shogo i like for nostalgia purposes only <laughs> it is it is comedic as hell and i stand yeah. by that i don't what, think what it's a good shogo? game it's I'll oh Dave just... jake jake i got this <laughs> okay yeah <I'll, laughs> i have I'll take i five. have a 20 minute pre-recorded meeting <laughs> so you so shogo is an old i think cd-rom fps made by monolith games um it is very old and polygonal and janky um the the opening is like it's a japanese like anime song um all the voice lines between the characters are kind of funny or janky um, yeah, it's just a lot of like weird stuff. Some of it's fun, like you do get to do some mech stuff, you do do some uh, guy on the ground. Um, there's a level with a cat you have to rescue, which is fun, but that is optional. <laughs> um, it just it has a lot of good meme content in it. And if you ever find it on Steam for cheap, check it out. It's entertaining, but I would not say it's good. I think
0: that's a trap. I'm pretty sure it's always cheap on Steam. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's basically just telling everyone to buy the game. It's Um. probably like five bucks. Just... I I don't actually. I'll have the uh, here's where the controversy comes in. Here's where we clash. I don't recommend people play it, but do listen to the the intro because it literally is an anime intro. It literally is just a song people singing. Um, it's so dumb.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. we are going to look it up now. I'm I'm very curious.
0: Yeah, cue up the trailer for
2: for after this. It's entertaining. Uh-huh. Game is ten dollars really- for anybody who was listening and didn't want to look it up real time. I've done it for you. Ten dollars. mm mm-hmm.
0: So the same, uh, the same default price as Bioshock.
3: <laughs> so
2: <laughs>
0: consider one yeah, of you, those can first. Can you
2: really compare the two? <laughs> They're
0: both classics.
3: Uh-huh. All of
1: the greats: Bioshock, Dishonored, Shogo. Yeah. Right, it's, it's up, up, up there. there. Yeah. It, it flows yeah. off the tongue. Everyone knows that.
0: I will say but, for Armored Core, though, I'm going to continue to uh, just like graft content off of vadi's body a friend of the show vadi video (laughs) Um, because i saw his most recent one where he he did like an extended breakdown of the the gameplay and it looks very like if you're specifically into dark souls because it's dark souls you probably won't like this game aesthetically it actually reminds me a lot of like near automata and like color palette and like fighting against automatons and stuff like that um I don't expect the story is going to be like near but
3: n- I mean, it this wouldn't is from be. Soft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I uh, will say from
2: Vadi's not most recent video which I think you're referring to but the uh-huh. one where he kind of went back through a bunch of the literally all of the older ones um they actually do have some interesting story elements that I would not have expected just looking at the box art uh for them mm-hmm. to kind of delve into. So I do think it will be Closer to a near automata type story where they actually do hit some heavier subjects, um, like the perils of war, etc., stuff like that. Um,
0: why is nobody doing pro war stuff anymore, guys? It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the gameplay wise, it. Looks kind of like a boss fight simulator in some ways. It's also got like big open areas where your mech decisions decide how you're going to traverse them. And because of that, I actually think you'll probably be able to run it on your computer unless they screw it up. It didn't look actually crazy high res again around the graphical fidelity of near, which wasn't really pushing the boundaries of modern PC hardware. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looked good. But it is also a genre that almost doesn't exist in the Western space. Like we don't really have mecha games and Mech Warrior isn't even the same type of game. So yeah, we'll see, see how it does, I guess.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think what was the last like a mech type game I've played, and the only thing I'm coming up with was when we all got Demon X Machina to give that a shot and played it mm-hmm. for all of a day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I when people were playing that, I was like, I'm I'm excited that you guys have the hype going on here, but I don't know if it has the longevity, which is character growth for me, because I'm usually on the opposite side, where I'm like, hype manning something that is, it's right next to the precipice. Like I'm just gonna grab everybody and then jump off the cliff and never play the game again. But yeah, it doesn't. It looks better than that. It's gonna be higher production value than. Some of the but, the cheapy Steam type games for that.
1: I mean, I'm excited. You think about FromSoft; they haven't really missed in r- recent history. I can't think mm. of unless they when, released something in between the Souls games.
0: When did When did two come out? Um, <laughs>
2: are
1: you talking
0: about Dark Souls two? That doesn't sound right. You must be talking about Armored Core two, notoriously yeah, yeah, that's, panned that's by the community. That's, yes. that's what mm-hmm. I definitely meant.
2: Um, but no I, but. they've so I think like if you look at the Dark Souls or Souls like track um, they have consistently built upon what they've had and been like oh this works so they'll try out something else and then Elden Ring which we've talked about it for a million times and I will never stop uh, uh-huh. they combine so many elements of the things that worked well in their games like oh we played around some verticality oh we can actually do stuff with that (laughs) aka a jump button Uh, but other things beyond just that Um, but I don't think they're gonna forget everything that they've learned for their game's history and even just for the Armored Core series itself um, I guarantee you it has improved a lot from where it started so I'm expecting it to be at least a good game even if it's not a game specifically for me
1: you mentioned when it came out, so I pulled it up just to look at, like, what what have FromSoft been doing in the last ten years? Um, Dark Souls 2, it was 2014. But everything since that, I mean, we're talking Scholar of the First Sin, Bloodborne, a Monster Hunter diary game with Capcom. I didn't even know about that.
0: I'm no, not familiar with that
1: one. But then we're just talking, like, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls Remastered um, Sekiro, Elden Ring, and now Armored Core, like, they've had a string of hits. Oh, yeah. Like, the team they've got there is solid, so whatever they do, I think it's gonna be quality. And like uh, Dave said, whether or not it's my cup of tea is in the air, but we'll figure it out. hmm
0: I will say the mech combat also looks very action-packed and cool. Like, in the extreme case, if you've got two light frames that are, like, not heavy armored and a sword in the left hand and like extra boosters and stuff. It looks very much like those those anime space battles <laughs> where people are just flying around clashing and stuff like that. But they may be countered by someone with tank treads on the ground and like <laughs> high impact <laughs> artillery or something like that. So um it looked pretty cool. It also uh, had a stagger system kind of similar to Sekiro which I uh, think Vali you were the out. one
1: Jake who uh who taught me the mnemonic between like as someone who hasn't played any of the previous games in either the Armored Core or the MechWarrior series, how to differentiate them at a glance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, Armored Core has laser swords. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can remember that.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. MechWarrior is not a very exciting series right now, either. So, you don't have to pay that much attention to it. <laughs> MechWarrior is closer to, to... I don't want to say more realistic, but... Mm-hmm. Less less anime. Was that safe to they're say? pretty much they're 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 pretty much walking tanks instead of like ninjas, right? Mm-hmm. Like Japan went like giant robot ninjas, and Mech Warrior was much more like, well, if we had to have a mobile walking tank with all terrain capacity and w- weapons strapped to it, what would it look like? And that's what they came up with. But yeah, higher hopes for uh, armored core than uh, Mech Warrior series right now, but. Again, we're a little bit of FromSoft fanboys, I think, safe to say. so. And they proved with Elden Ring that they can kind of jump away from some of the Dark Souls formula or in like inject some other ideas into it and not have their fan base immediately vaporize. So I think they're probably going to do a similar thing with Armored Core where they're like, hey, all right, that was our license to make something that does not remake Dark Souls. And that, uh, I mean, that can only really be good because they should have more freedom to do what they want to do. Yeah. Also, Miyazaki has been involved
2: in some of the more recent Armored Core games. So, it's not like it's his first foray in it. Right.
1: Not his first Rodeo?
3: Mm -hmm. No.
0: Ooh, now you got me thinking about Rodeo. Now you got me thinking about uh, Titanfall, which I'm very sad is being pre... (laughs) pre Well, so, Rodeo was... You got points for that if you jumped on someone else's Titan... As a pilot, you could rip a power core out of it. And that would like remove the shields from the mech. And then, if, or the Titan. And if you did it again, you did a bunch of damage to it. Uh, but you had to be a psychopath to basically wall run and jump and try to like a, a get attached to this <laughs> giant mech that will instant kill you if it shoots you with any of its weapons or punches you. <laughs> like just turns you into a splat. So. That's where my mind went with rodeo. I'm I'm sad Titanfall's not around as much anymore. But
1: I mean, at least you tied it to mechs.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, advice for Miyazaki. I know he listens to the podcast. Um, when we call in the uh, the armored cores, uh, they should basically fall from orbit. Titanfall did that, and it is the coolest intro you can possibly have. People talk about the superhero landing. mm Hmm mechs having that and falling through orbit far better
1: (laughs) I mean I I think it's pretty well established any any sort of like orbital dropping infantry or military force or technology is always going to be exciting like I know Marvel did it at least two or three times um Halo did it ODSTs oh yeah Mm mhm uh, Starcraft did it. The Raynor and his drop
3: pods—probably
1: mm-hmm. still one of my favorite like co-op commander things for Starcraft Two is just hey, I don't have to to migrate my army around the map. I just literally spawn them from orbit.
2: It's like you know when like a uh, protagonist kind of like walks into a back alley and there's like somebody around like a burning trash can and they're mm-hmm. like hey buddy what are you doing here and like some other people get up from like. You know, they're up like a little flight of stairs. They can, like, jump down. It's like that, but in a much grander scale. You no, know, three thousand just
1: <laughs> up.
0: If you want to exactly live out in a video game, what Dave just described, you can just play the na- new Deus Ex, games, Deus Ex games with the Icarus landing system and just annihilate a bunch of homeless people <laughs> with cluster bombs. The
1: <laughs> thing is, you're right. I didn't think you were going to move on to homeless people. You're like, oh yeah, the uh-huh. Icarus Landing. I'm like, oh, I do remember that. And then crush all those homeless people. What?
0: Yeah, no, it was a, it's a a Jake sim. Jake
1: doesn't play <laughs> neutral,
2: is what
0: he's saying.
1: <laughs> Adam, do you want to go in guns blazing, or do you want to approach a non-lethally? Uh, I didn't ask for this. I'm going to kill them all.
0: The Gep gun is always a silent tune. <laughs> <That's- laughs> yeah, people are always talking about
2: mechs these days with everything that's coming out, but nobody really talks about the Tex. Mm. How mm-hmm. do you guys feel about Texas as a state? Oh,
1: oh Tex! Oh,
2: this is a trap. Tex, Tex, Mex. Hmm. That's where my joke was it. going.
1: So you say Tex, Mex, and all I could imagine is like. This is going to sound awful, because it's an amalgamation of different flashing images in my head, but, like, a giant Gundam in the shape of, like, a steer skull with the big horns. Mm, okay. And then just, like, Tex-Mex food. (laughs) Like, there's a sombrero in there with guocks and chips, and I'm pretty sure I'm remembering something from old G Gundam.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would... I would definitely eat food out of a sombrero, especially if it was guac.
0: That was the other thing that Japanese mechs kind of did. I mean, Power Rangers to a lesser extent, but also the whole idea. It's like, oh yeah, Omicron is a planet or something like that. You're like, yeah, the robot is just a big thing, right? Um, And you can slot them together and sell them as toys. Um, So, Yeah. Do you have so many standout mech animes?
2: I know this is opening a can of worms, but I can take another five
0: only <laughs> Ian evaluates his answer. Uh,
2: don't... <laughs> I, I don't need
1: to evaluate. I'm pretty sure Dave knows what he opened up here. Uh Gurren Lagon is still my favorite anime of all time, bar none. Uh, no competition. So I will always uh try and sell that to whomever is listening. Probably the most fun anime I've ever watched, but also Giant Fighting Robots never cease to amaze me.
2: Mm-hmm. Megas XLR, huge. Um, it's not an anime, it's a cartoon.
0: Um, Do you say Megas XLR or Megas XLR? Y- y- yes. <laughs> I don't know how you I, said it. I,
1: I know what the <laughs> distinction is here uh-huh. Megas, M E G A S, X L R.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, <laughs> it, it did sound like you said, like, Sex, mega LR. <laughs> sex lr <laughs> and I was like I don't think I'm familiar with familiar with this uh, this Have uh, you guys tried anime. I know you
2: guys have had sex but have you tried mega sex with like the <laughs> left and right oh my god huge huge change in the game But no that was uh I think it was wv like a saturday morning cartoon type thing mm. it's entertaining am i Big one. I mean, I'm not gonna ever say Gurren Khan's bad. It is amazing. Um, but my favorite mech anime that, I, like, I mentally j- will jump to is Ald Noah Zero. Ooh. Ooh. Season one. Um. But, like, that was always very hype, and, like, they did have actually, like, dropping out of space type shit as well. Oh,
1: yeah, re- acknowledge... that, that first episode was good.
0: I've seen it. I actually like that, but I want to specifically acknowledge that in the notes here, I'm keeping track so I can put them to the podcast description later. And I typed mech anime and I was like, "Nope, nope." people are going to get after me for that. And then mecha asterisk after it because there's a big difference. That's it. That was my derailment.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you made the change. Cause if not, I would have emailed into, uh, the Soapstone Podcast at gmail to complain.
0: <laughs> we should use that as the outro just right now. Just go straight into it. Just hard also, drop. Ian, is it more convenient if I Venmo you now or later <laughs> for the plug? Uh-huh. Uh huh. In, just... in our own podcast. <laughs> in our own podcast, yeah. <laughs> That's what we should do. Have you guys? Do you, have you guys seen products like that where? um... I mean, this is a stupid question. It's a rhetorical question now that I think about it. But, like, people fill their own advertising space with advertising for their own channel. Right? I can think of an example immediately for that. Like, uh, Gamers Nexus does, like, PC hardware and stuff. And they'll, in their advertisement space, be like, this episode brought to you by us. Here (laughs) is where you can buy our, like, our hot plate or something. Or a t-shirt or something like that. Um i always thought that was really funny but it would be the like epitome of desperation if we didn't <laughs> <You're> like, <"Hey, laughs> check out our podcast that you're now listening to we don't have any other products
3: <laughs> There's This n- is it. <laughs>
0: it's it's just to drive engagement from the people who are already here <laughs> don't leave is basically how
1: we'll <laughs> phrase the ad. <end. laughs> oh no what i was thinking of uh when dave said that he was gonna vend me money for dropping the email address is like huh I could just put down that email address any time a company asks for me for my email and get away with it, as long as I don't have to ever go there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah, could you give us your email address? Soapstonepodcast at gmail.com <laughs> You sure that's already... you?
0: <sighs> kind of, kind of, yeah. I already filter out a lot. Um, or a fair amount of spam. Uh, but uh, periodically we get we get uh, letters and things like that. and I say letters like we're pbs i guess i don't know there was an
2: eight-year-old girl who wrote in um the handwriting was very difficult to read because she's eight uh but uh-huh. she said some very nice things about um which jrpg she would like us to cover in the future um right so i told her to fuck right off like, <laughs> we're, not do- we're not doing that
3: <laughs>
1: you know i was very convinced this was a true story i was looking at you in the face and i'm like this is a sincere man
2: uh-huh so yeah i'm I think you already know this about me, but I'll say it for the audience's sake. I will commit to a lie if I think it's funny. Um, like <laughs> I love having a bit go on where it's at the end of the day, it doesn't really actually hurt anybody. Um, but if like somebody mishears, he's like, oh, did it, did you say that? Like uh, you lost a toe? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I miss it. <laughs> but like, what are you going to uh-huh. do? And just uh-huh. just leave it sit
0: forever. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, the fake war wounds story thing, right? It's like you, you injure yourself a little bit and it's like, oh yeah, that was Nom.
3: Like, what? how old are you?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, 30. <30." laughs> <laughs> I went there well after the conflict was largely reconciled. <laughs> I had a vacation. I tripped. It wasn't <laughs> Uh-huh. hmm. Yeah. Well, we've got time for about one or two other significant topics. Or one very significant topic. Is there anything? If you don't want to suggest a mech anime, that's fine. I don't. Oh, (laughs) I'll go zero. There you go. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Code Geass. There you go. That's the other one I was gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I didn't think I had an answer until I realized that people were like leaning in, like, say the thing, Bart. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, that one's good. That's probably my favorite anime still.
1: I always want to recommend Code Geass to like my non-anime friends, and I'm like all the mech scenes are awesome, all the war scenes are awesome, all the Machiavellian stuff is awesome, but then mm-hmm. I'd have to explain all the slice-of-life high school anime nonsense to them. Yeah, and it's just not worth the time. I'll stick with the weebs for this one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What's this music I hear? That means there's going to be fan service very shortly. Um, we tend mm-hmm. to skip over these parts and not talk about it when we go over episode reviews, but whatever.
0: There needs to be more fan cuts for... I, but what I want as a service is... And it's blatant copyright infringement. I'll, I'll acknowledge that up front. But I want like a trusted... Doesn't have to be a YouTube team. But team of people online that are just like... We are just going to condense this anime to the good parts. Where it still makes sense. And you get the best part of the anime. But we're taking out all of the filler. That's what I want to exist. I want that as a service. And they provide money to them, thereby depriving the original creators. It's a very specific uh, desire.
1: There's probably a team that already does that, but no one's heard from them ever since they started trying to do it to One Piece. Oof. It's a How long o- show. There's a thousand episodes.
2: It's... I'm not going to even comment. It's not worth my time. Um. Did anybody see the trailer for The New Fable?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. Very excited.
2: Is that I enough in real time? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think they really... They showed a little bit of gameplay, technically. They just didn't have, like, a, a HUD. You can tell at which point it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had to confirm, because apparently I'm in a Discord with somebody who works uh, with them. No actual spoilers. Ooh. They can keep their job but I will say the trailer <laughs> looked, looked good because I haven't seen anything about Fable in a such a long time
1: Not so I, oh Go ahead Jay I, uh,
0: You can jump in in a second here I didn't know a lot about this, I actually missed this so I did a search for um, Fable trailer and the top thing was Fable 4 trailer flooded with dislikes. so I'm curious where that goes but also there was an image And I posted the image in Discord for you guys right now. And this is hilarious to me. I have no context on what Fable 4 is beyond this image. But it is essentially a person wearing a corset. I guess a guy wearing a corset for some reason in this case. I don't know. Not a guy. Uh, It's not a guy? Nah. Okay, not a guy. I believe
1: what you are uh, interpreting as beard is just shadow in this shot.
0: Okay. All right, that's what I saw. So, clarification made. And then what appears to be a sandwich or something like that. Yes. And they look very silly.
1: Yeah, no hopefully, explanation on the sandwich.
0: Hopefully the intent was this would be humorous, but it's it's a, it's a hot take.
1: No, they're they're definitely angling the the fable sense of humor. It's actually it seemed a little bit more toned down. Like <laughs> Old Fable was really silly and the trailer is just pretty silly
0: is peter molyneux still involved i assume
1: no no not at all i don't believe because uh
0: well that explains it
1: (laughs) i think this is looking glass games i want to say uh it's definitely not lion's head because lion's head got shuttered down after fable 3 Hmm. and peter molyneux was dust in the wind just after fable 3 so i think this is a whole new team
0: gotcha okay um, yeah, well, I wonder why it was super disliked then I could kind of understand if he was involved because most of the negative aspects of fable he kind of was one of the early corporation faces to borrow a cyberpunk term where people just throw the hate at like one person like oh. Todd Howard is for Bethesda mm-hmm. um he did that for uh, for fable, um so I guess they found something else to redirect towards.
1: I feel like that should be Todd Howard's business card. Todd Howard, Bethesda, corporate scapegoat. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's useful
0: to have them. Uh Blizzard has one for pretty much like or had one for pretty much all of their teams. Mm-hmm. So Um Except Diablo. <laughs> They're just like we we won't be able the person will die. The scapegoat will be sacrificed. We will not <laughs> be able to use the goat.
3: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I don't think that position exists right now.
1: Uh, Here's a question for Jake, because I know what Dave's answer is going to (laughs) be.
0: We won't get that on record.
1: (laughs) Dave and I uh, were watching some of the the game trailers and the shows together Mm -hmm. um, looking for specific games. Is there anything that's been announced or you think is going to be announced that you're waiting for that hasn't gotten a trailer recently?
0: Oh, I mean, the easy answer, which is probably Dave's answer as well, is Silk Song. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's mine as well.
0: Uh-huh. Um, excluding that, I actually don't know. It feels like things are pretty much moving. Um I guess maybe maybe something from Bioware. Well no, because they announced that there's gonna be another Dragon Age. So
1: Yeah, I mean I- they're they're in production of it.
0: And Arcane is recovering, I'm gonna say, from their bleed out state <laughs> right now. <laughs> so the people I would usually track kind of they're accounted for in some amount of health like some degree to some degree of health they're at least in the room and you know obviously bethesda has starfield coming up which i'm like i'm starting to get a little bit hyped for i need to re, i need to reel it in
1: that damn todd howard mm-hmm. uh i know a buddy of mine was very very excited and then let down because at the end of the one show they're like this rpg has redefined the genre with its cast of characters and uh, dedication to storytelling. And he's like, this is it. It's Elder Scrolls Six, And I'm like, they have not released Starfield yet. They are not going to release anything for Elder Scrolls yet because you know they're going to have DLC for Starfield. Like It's It's Bethesda.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: And he was was all sorts of upset with them.
0: Do you remember what the game was?
1: Final Fantasy. Uh,
0: seven specifically. It's the, the second oh. part. Yeah. I'm still waiting until Fe- seven is finished <laughs> and then, then then I can play it. And then they release like uh, hey, do you want to play like the full game? It's two hundred bucks. Uh huh. Cause it's still this is we had an entire episode on seven. We don't need to unpack that entire can of worms. <laughs> but like I didn't like it when Telltale was like buy this season of the story or, like, this episode of the story and then come back and buy it later. Like, I didn't do that. I waited until it was all out and then I bought it when it was on sale. Um, Because that sucks. I don't want like a cliffhanger. Why would I purposefully play an incomplete game? Do not judge me. I know I play early access titles.
1: <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> but You want your narrative to be complete. You do yes. not want stops. Yeah.
2: Again, the early is, access is... This is ago. evidenced by, like... If I'm like, Jake, you gotta check out this anime. He's like, is it done? I'm like, uh, yeah. well, and he's like, get the
0: fuck out of my face. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm I'm very vulgar when it comes to turning <laughs> down anime <laughs> recommendations. He only swears at me. <laughs>
1: it means he likes you.
0: Ah, okay. This is the, the, the playground interactions. Mm-hmm. The boys will be boys. It's like, oh no, he's kicking rocks at you out of affection. Because, you know, humans.
1: <laughs> I once caught Jake uh, dipping Dave's pigtails in ink wells, as one mm. does. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched the John Wayne movie in such a long time that I forgot that was even a thing or an era that existed. Mm
3: -hmm. We got (laughs) Battles.
0: It's it was a different time. Um John Wayne, I think, lived in that time for his entire life, if I remember correctly. Not a great person. (laughs) Yes. Um, Definitely not the best person. Yeah. But, you know who is the best person? Ian, for coming on as our special guest for this episode. Thank you once again for coming on.
1: Thank you. It's always an honor to get a Discord message saying, are you available on this day, and do you want to be a part of it?
0: Uh-huh. I, I appreciate you toning down the uh, the tenor of the desperation in such message, where it's just like, please, God, we've asked four people, and no one wants to be on. <laughs>
1: You don't call a man out on his desperation. You let him silently stew in it.
0: Uh huh. But no, it is good. Always glad to have you on. Um, uh, if you guys have suggestions for other famous people, much like Ian, that uh, you think we should invite onto the episode, um, you can send those suggestions into soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Also, we have a long list. It's going to take a while to get there. But facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one for Peter Molyneux. Have a good night.
1: Have a good night.